Recorded live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this December 15th, 2016 edition of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here, as always, with EMC Squared co-founder, Roberta Hladek, to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing and recent additions to the database to help further support our self-healing and to strengthen our sense of well-being. To learn more about our co-founders and to get their book, Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work and history that preceded the launch of AIM, please consult your facilitator and their website or aimprogram.com. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or healthcare, and it does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. AMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness, where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you, and AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good. They don't return and cannot be passed on to offspring. When discussing any newly revealed imbalances, and she will be doing that again this morning, Roberta will provide a general description of the energetic orb or orbs in which the newly found frequency appears in the person in whom the imbalance was identified. But we're reminded that any imbalance you may have can have a different impact in you, if any, as you experience it or the healing of it. There's no way of predicting or determining that. Hence, the statement she always makes, or wherever it is in you if you have it. Should Roberta happen to mention the specific name of some frequency component, remember that she's talking about energetic imbalances only, not about actual diseases. And finally, any special rechecks or life force checks that she does do not involve any type of physical testing whatsoever. Therefore, we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Well, good morning, Ms. Haladic, for the last time for 2016. Hard to believe, isn't it? I know. Good morning. Gosh, I can't believe this year is winding down already. It seems like it's, well, it's been quite a year for everyone, but gosh, I just can't believe we're at the end of it already. It seems like it flew. And we say this every year, but... I know we do. <laughs> it just seems to go faster and faster every year, so we get to say it. <laughs> I know. It does. It does. So we've got we've got uh, some frequencies to go over here. I mean, like that's like not unusual. That happens a lot here, but uh, things haven't let up for you. No, this week has been um, a little busy um, as far as finding frequencies, and so um, yeah, we've got. I think we've got ten. I counted, right? and I, I let me see. I counted the last one in the newsletter last week's uh-huh. newsletter. I uh-huh. showed it to be 1393. Oh, okay. So then we must have 11? That's what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, I start with 1394, which was added on the 8th. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, and they're all, if my memory certain, I'm looking real quick here. These are all hereditary also. None of these are, are acquired. Not that Not that there's a huge difference in that. It's just right. an observation. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I guess we better get moving. Um, the first one we have um, is going to be 1394, and this one we um, was revealed to us on December 8th, and December 8th was last Thursday. And this particular participant had been to the dentist and had some dental work done and was experiencing some jaw pain for months afterwards. 
And she had Ooh. gone back to the dentist and they checked and they said, well, everything looks to be fine. There's no problems with anything. But she was in quite a bit of pain. <clears throat> so we checked her and um, we found that she had a couple of frequencies found in the orbs of the jaw, the mouth, the throat, the brain, and the eyes or wherever it is in you. If you have it, the unresolved emotional frequency was worry. We found the next one was 1395, and that was found on the 12th, which is Monday. And I should say it could be somewhere else than you if you have it. I guess I missed that part. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody um, could probably say it for you at they, this point, yeah. but it's you, you know, know what it I is mean, a, but absolutely. But it's always it's always a good a good reminder. A lot of these little things may seem like, oh, do we have to hear that? And the answer is, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's do. a good reminder to all of us, um, even us here. You know, we're uh-huh. used to finding this stuff and seeing it all the time, and it's almost like second nature. But then we have to remember that if we have it, it might be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, in us. So next one was in a little girl. She's a a little youngster, and her challenge is that she's nonverbal. So her uh, mom and grandma wanted her to be checked to see if there's any reason, um, you know, if we could find anything that might um, give her a little leg up on her self-healing. So we found 1395 in her, and that was found on the 12th. And um, we found a couple of frequencies in her brain, immune system, the tympanic cavity, which is um, inside the ear, mm-hmm. in her ears as well, and cervical spine. It could be somewhere else in you if you have it. Unresolved emotional frequency is insecurity. I was going to check myself for this because it's so weird. I just happened to, it just dawned on me as I woke up in the middle of the night with my ear. All of a sudden I had this little twinge huh. in my ear and I thought, gosh, I hope I'm not getting an earache. Um, you know, or something in my ear, and I said, I'm going to check myself in the morning. And then I saw this, and I thought, oh, <laughs> that's probably what it is, because well, it doesn't really hurt now. Well, and thank you for defining, because I saw that, and I'm going to spell it, because I know we have note takers out there, because I'd never heard of this. Timpanic cavity, and it's spelled T-Y-M-P-A-N-I-C, and that has to do with the, with the ears. Yeah, it's in the inner okay. ear. Okay, inner ear, okay. So next we have, um, it's 1396. And this particular person was having issues with their skin. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was a a lot of, I think it was, I'm not, I can't, I should have written down more than just skin. Sorry about that. Anyway, 1396, and this was found on the 12th as well. Um, And it was found in the orb of the skin, the kidneys, bladder, and urinary tract. And, of course, it could be somewhere else in you if you have it. Unresolved emotional frequency was impatience. Remember, like with skin, um, it seems like the kidneys, the bladder, and urinary mm-hmm. tract always go along with it because that's like our second skin. <clears throat> so when we have like a kidney infection or something going on there, our skin sure. sometimes will have breakouts or yeah. what have our, you. Our third kidney in, or, what is it, oriental medicine? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Then again, on December 12th, we found another one, and this particular person was having challenges with heart palpitations and skin issues as well. We've had some, a lot of skin stuff recently. Um, and this one um, we found similar to um, some frequencies, of course, in her skin, 
but um, found in the orbs of the skin, but the immune system and also central nervous system, the throat and the heart. And it could hmm. be somewhere else in you. If you have it, unresolved emotional frequency with anxiety. And then the next one, um, this particular man had some issues with swollen lymph glands and um, in his uh, male parts, some swelling and some issues there and wanted to know if we could find anything going on with him that might um, help him self-heal this a little bit faster as well. And we found 1402, and it was found on December 12th as well. And it was in the orbs of the lymph glands, the salivary glands, and the male reproductive system. And it could be somewhere else in you if you have it. So women could get this as well. It's not just for men. Right. It could be be anywhere in us. The unresolved emotional frequency was disappointment. Then the next one, um, this particular person has been battling depression and they said it comes and goes and it's better than it was, but um, when they have this depression, when it hits them, it kind of really knocks them down there. So we've got 1403, and this was found on December 13th, which would have been on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And this is our old friend Twee was in this one. Um, and it was found in the orbs of the brain, the cervical vertebrae, and the immune system. And cervical vertebrae is your neck. So um, it's kind of from the shoulders up, but then the immune system is all over the body. Uh, it could be somewhere else in you. If you have it, unresolved emotional frequency was apprehension. And let's just in case we got somebody new here, <clears throat> let's tell them what twee is, Roberta. Oh, yes. Twee um, <laughs> was one that Stephen um, coined it as twee, but it was treponematosis and western equine encephalitis. And encephalitis is always in your brain. Headaches, neck aches, um, stiff necks, um, back aches, that kind of thing. And treponematosis a lot of times was in the skin. But, of course, it can be anywhere else in us if we um, happen to have it. But Stephen used to find those quite a few times. Is is trep? Do they have something possibly also some sort of a component, some type of syphilis, or am I thinking about something else? The treponema, the treponema, ptosis. I can't even say it. It's you know what? I don't know right off the top of my head, but we can find out. Well, we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll have a topic for next time. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It, I believe so, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I'll check it too. I was just thinking yes, that you're because it was absolutely correct. Is that right? Absolutely well, because I was thinking usually. I just checked. It, it was um, he would comment a lot about um, the impacts on the energetic orb of the brain for the mm-hmm. and but then they started coming together. It was every time you saw Western equine encephalitis, you saw the treponematosis, mm-hmm. and then that that factor, that syphilis component factor, leaves it wide open to do whatever it wants to do in you, right? Oh yeah. It can yeah. be just about anywhere. It it kind of is um, one of those, yeah, can be anywhere. And that would be rickettsial, of course. You know, we mm-hmm. think about rickettsial, bug bites, that kind of thing. Yep. But it mm-hmm. is hereditary, so we don't really know too much, you know, how that person, whoever got it and passed it down, we don't know how they got it. 
Next, we've got 1404, and this was found on the 13th as well. And this particular woman had issues with her legs and her feet swelling, and she sent um, a photograph in for us for checking, and it looked like it was quite painful. Her legs were really swollen. And so we were taking a look to see if we could find anything that would help her out. And we did find a couple of things, and they were found in the orbs, the energetic orbs of the heart, the kidneys, bladder, urinary tract, and it could be somewhere else and you've had, if you have it. The unresolved emotional frequency was uh, dissatisfaction. The next one we have is 1405. And um, this particular person... Um, She's a young girl in her early 20s, and she and her mom, which was unusual, were finding small little tiny lumps in their breasts. Mm-hmm. So they wanted, um, she wanted to be checked, and then she wanted also her mom to be checked since they both had them. Um, and this was 1405, and we did find a couple of frequencies, and they were found in the orbs of the lymph glands and the breast tissue. And it could be somewhere else, again, if you um, happen to have this one. Unresolved emotional frequency, again, was dissatisfaction on this one. What, did, did they both have this uh, particular frequency after you they, found it in one? They both did. Huh, okay. Kind of, kind of, a little funny on that one. <clears throat> Then the next one, this woman is an older woman, and she's been um, having issues with coughing fits. And she said that her family is getting kind of nervous about it. And um, I believe she's also seeking medical attention for this, but they wanted to know if there was anything energetically. Mm -hmm. So that's why she wanted to be checked to see if there's something that she could help herself self-heal here. And we've got 1406. And that was found on December 14th, and December 14th was Wednesday, yesterday. Gosh, it seems like a long time ago, yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And um, this particular one was found in the orbs of the lungs, respiratory system, immune system, and spine. And it could be somewhere else in you if you have it. Unresolved emotional frequency was depression. And kind of stands to reason the spine because if your your lungs are um, got something in them, your back is going to hurt. And we always think it's our back. You know, we think of our whole back, mm-hmm. but it usually attributes with the spine as well. So there you go. And then the next one we have is 1411. And 1411 was found on the 14th as well. And this particular person was um, fatig- had extreme fatigue sinus issues and lung issues and felt that it might be all connected but um, very um, tired all the time and not having much energy. So we found a frequency in this particular person and that was found in the energetic orbs of the throat, the sinuses, which makes sense because your sinuses drain, so then maybe your throat, brain, bloodstream, respiratory system and lungs, or wherever it is in you if you have it. Unresolved emotional frequency was over-aggressiveness. And with it in, her, um, in their bloodstream, mm-hmm. that would attribute to like, um, almost like when you're anemic, you're really tired, run down, 
sure. that kind of thing. So it would stand to reason in them. And then last but not least, we have 1412. And 1412 was found yesterday as well. And um, this particular person was having issues with um, sinuses, heart, low energy, and had been um, told that they were anemic. So they wanted that to be um, checked as well or to be checked for that. And so we've got 1412, and it was found in the orbs of the bloodstream, immune system, brain, and spine, and it could be somewhere else in you if you have it. Unresolved emotional frequency was apathy. So this was this was somebody else that had symptoms similar to the person similar. in whom you found fourteen eleven. Mhm. Hmm. Okay. However, they didn't have fourteen eleven because I thought, oh, this mm-hmm. can be easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> They're gonna have fourteen eleven. We can, you know, be on our way. Not so easy. Hmm. Not so quick there. <clears throat> so, and I don't think they had. Um, she did have another frequency that she was clearing, which was 1325 in that particular person. And actually, most of them, because I always check to see, you know, with the current frequencies, do you have anything currently that you're balancing and then go forward? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them did have um, frequencies already in the database. But then when I check to see, okay, is there anything else mm-hmm. showing with that new yeah. screen that Steve and I had been working on? to try and get down to another layer and give you more information than just saying, well, you already have something that's in the database. I want to try and get further down yeah. to, to help you with that. And we were able to find these new ones. So that's always a good thing for all of us. You know, sometimes um, <clears throat> we um, have participants that sometimes come to visit <clears throat> and a lot of times they'll say, can you like um, chill out on the new ones for a while? <laughs> You know, they used to tell that to Steve, too. Can you just, like, take a vacation, quit looking, whatever? But it's a good thing, and we don't always have all of these frequencies. It would would be, um, I suppose we could, but it's highly unlikely Mm -hmm. that we would have all of these. I haven't tested anyone so far, knock on wood, that has all of the new ones. So um, it would be it would be pretty unlikely. So, you know, you may have them and you may not. You may be yeah. clearing something that I found last week. We just never know until, you know, we're, you know, you are checked or whatever. You feel something. You might have these. You may not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so don't get discouraged. It's a good thing. It's always a good thing when we find new things because that's, that's what it's all about is getting the database as current and up-to-date as possible so that we all have these frequencies to be able to, um, to work on if we need to. Yeah, Stephen always said, you know, even if there's a, a frequency and it's, you know, it's it's not doing anything, it's just hanging out. It's still having some negative impact on 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 you and probably, you know, some some emotional component as well. But he always reminded us that, hey, any discomfort you may feel now is minimal compared to what you might feel if you don't heal these imbalances. So that's always something good to remember and it's also like okay so how lucky do you feel you know that that if you don't heal these things that they're not going to actually manifest there's no way of knowing that there's no way of knowing how many or which frequencies are conspiring together to cause a a given (laughs) issue it's like you know we have to keep our sense of humor here and i know you do roberta bless your heart because there's so many unknowns here 
Um, but wow, the support that we get is is pretty incredible. So thank you, thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And um, it's been, you know, it's it's really. I don't know how many we're up to now, Judy, but we've had quite you really a know? year. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're over three hundred. We're we're actually. Um, yeah, about 312 and or 317, and a good chunk, well, a chunk of those, almost 60 of those were acquired, but still that's a lot of imbalances to, to um, have been added to the database. And, you know, let's not ever discount these frequencies that you classify as acquired, meaning there's something we acquired in this lifetime that wasn't hereditary. We could have gotten it, you know, depending on age, decades ago or yesterday, but the point is it's acquired so if it's acquired, you can always acquire it again. You know, it's the, yeah. who knows where you got it or how you got it. So yeah, sure. yeah, a lot, um, a lot going on, and a lot to be grateful for. That okay, we were that we're 317 frequencies closer to getting to the bottom of the barrel of our respective individual barrels. Now, that's a good way of looking at it, right? For sure. <laughs> I think that's the only way to look at it. You know, I wanted to tell you, I, not to dwell on my, my conditions here, but I confused somebody on our last call. They sent an email, and I confused them. We were talking about vision, and we got to talking about eyeballs, and I mentioned a couple of things that I had experienced, and I managed to confuse somebody. Um, so I wanted to just clarify. Plus, I have, a, I have something that I learned, and maybe you're familiar with it, but I wasn't, so it's pretty common that it happens, so I'm going to throw that out there. First of all, I never I don't want people to be confused. I never lost my vision. So there was never a surgery that was done where I got my vision back. The the glaucoma thing that I have a I think I have a testimonial on the website somewhere, I'm not sure, but I had been diagnosed with early signs of glaucoma uh before I ever knew about the AIM program, a couple years before that. Um and I was pretty much, you know, it was predicted like a lot of things. They people do that in the medical community, Roberta. They say, Well, you're gonna be on meds, you know, that's the only way to treat that and you're gonna to have to take meds for the rest of your life. Well that was something I didn't want to hear. But then lo and behold, after I got on AIM, I don't I don't have any signs of early glaucoma. I don't know what early glaucoma looks like medically or physically, but I I no longer have that's not an issue and I get my eyes checked a lot. So there was never surgery done for glaucoma. Something I learned from another facilitator last week, she had something called acute glaucoma. Lots of times glaucoma can be a gradual progressive thing and it does cause loss of vision. The doctor pretty much told her she was lucky, quote lucky, that she had this, it came on suddenly, but they were able to treat it and pretty much she doesn't have to worry about glaucoma ever again. Wow. So that was some, that was one thing new that I learned. Now, I have had a couple of surgeries, as Roberta knows. I had a macular hole develop, first in the right eye, then in the left eye, um, that was just worked on January. Macular holes are not great news, but they're better than macular degeneration. They're kind of structural. But they're able to do surgery to restore your vision. I was lucky in both eyes. The, the vision was restored to what it was before the hole happened. But it does, you know, it really can diminish your your vision. Now we've also talked about cataracts in the past, and yeah, I had a cataract taken out of my left eye um, on December fifth. The vision, Roberta, <laughs> had gone down to twenty one fifty. That's how big the cataract had gotten. Wow. Um, and that happened. 
those are, can be structural things that, you know, I'm sure there were a bunch of frequencies, as I've said before, in, in, in my ancestry passed on to me that created major weaknesses in my eyeballs. So I know I've healed a lot of frequencies that impacted my eyes, but it probably left me susceptible to structural things happening. Well, the cataract, I was a little um, abnormal after surgery in that my vision kept fluctuating. And I kept, I would sit here going, okay, I'm trying to heal it, and it needs time. But it would, it, would, it would be clear, and then it would go away, and it got very frustrating, to say the least. But in the process of the vision of the left eye being vastly improved now, I realized it's a vision in my other eye wasn't so hot. It was like down to 2060 when I saw the doctor the day after my left eye, the cataract was taken out. And I learned about this thing. I had forgotten. My brother explained it. He had it. It's something called a secondary cataract. I had that cataract taken out two and a half years ago. And it's not like they have to replace the lens. It's not like a complete clouding, but it's, it's a little bit of a clouding on the artificial lens that's in that eye um, but they can do a simple little laser uh, procedure right in the doctor's office, the ophthalmologist's office. It only takes a couple of seconds, but it kind of opens up a hole, and then you never have the problem again. Wow. So, yeah, I, and I, all this says is just that there's so many different things, and your your vision is so critical. You and I talked about that and your mom, um, yeah. and that impacts everything about your life. So it's it's just good to be aware of the fact that, yep, imbalances we never know what and or how frequencies can impact that but it's always good to be observant about your vision and have things uh have things checked out because boy a lot of stuff can happen for sure yeah so sure the i just wanted to clarify again that my my actual quote surgeries were for macular holes which which again are much better than macular degeneration which can be a permanent loss of vision exactly that's a that's really, I yeah, know but, a person that has that, and that's a really uh, uh, a tough one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the secondary cat. They also call it the the laser is called a YAG laser. I forget what YAG stands for, but it's oh. it's like a secondary cataract. And you know, nobody ever mentioned that to me. Even you I've know never after heard that before, but I don't. It's um, pretty common that it happens. Wow, that's really really interesting because I yeah. don't know too much about that. Yeah, once I looked it up, you know, I guess that was happening because I remember my brother had told me uh, several years ago he had that. It happened in both of his eyes, um, but he had the cataracts taken out roughly the same time. But then I thought, well, how come nobody tells you these things, you know, especially the doctor that's putting the, you know, taking the cataract out. You think you might mention that, but lo and behold. So it was another learning experience that I thought thought I would share, and hopefully I, I unconfused that lady, bless her heart, that listened to the recording and, um, hopefully it's 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 of help. But it always always good as as you and I always try to remind people have a lot of things in that self care toolkit, um, including things to you know just help you stay on top of what's going on with you and know when you might need to get something something checked out. Yeah, for sure. Boy, that um, eye stuff is always um, difficult and something you want to stay on top of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't want to lose your eyesight. Well, we don't want to lose anything, but um, I think eyes and ears are mm-hmm. uh, are hard ones, you know. So, as someone I've, said to me the other day, if I had to, if I had to, had to make a choice between losing 
you know, vision in an eye and a limb. I might go with a limb, and I could, you know, I, <laughs> after what I've been through over the last four years. Yeah, I could, you've really yeah. had it. Yeah, I've had, I've, I've spent the better part of the last four years seeing largely with one eye. You know, it's always been one thing going on in this eye, then it's this eye, then it's back. But after after we get this um, uh, secondary contact or cataract thing taken care of, I pretty much figure I pretty much got bionic eyes now. I should, <laughs> I should, you know, give me my contact lenses, you know, so I can see, but I pretty much should be good to go here. Oh, no, yeah. gonna, we're going to have to have a party for you. I, I, I know. And this, this, the, the ophthalmologist said when he put the, the new lens in, he said, okay, we're just going to give you the – I have so many different things, astigmatism and stuff. He said, let's not mess around with these monofocal lenses that they have. He said, let's just give you a straight, you know, focus on the on the distance. He said, you'll have to wear reading glasses. Well, that, that was something else I learned, just for what it's worth, yeah. that – I said to him right before he took the cataract out. I said, "I said I'm really this is really going to mess with the with the close-up vision." He said, "Yeah, you're going to need reading glasses." I said, "But I can see so well." He said, "Well, that's that happens a lot of times when a cataract is is getting dense, and I and I knew this was coming. Your close-up vision can be excellent, but you can't see squat distance." Interesting. Wow, that's huh? interesting. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened because I, I kept saying I, I I I don't always remember to check which eye is doing what. You'd think I would after all I've been through, but yeah, the close-up vision was excellent in that eye. It was distance was twenty-one fifty. So yeah, it's um, interesting. Yeah, I, but it you know it gets back to being grateful for what you've got, grateful for all the advancements that. Um, have been made medically and with 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 what they can do with eye surgeries and so on. And but just realizing, you know, you um, I'm just grateful. <laughs> I don't care if I have to wear contact lenses the rest of my life. At least I can, you know, see the football scores on my TV. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just as long as you can see, because I know yeah. my mom has. Well, we've talked about that before with her, but um, I had found a new frequency in her. Yeah. My mom is. Um, kind of an interesting person. She's in her 80s and she doesn't take any medication except for they have her on some kind of something. I'm not sure what it is. And she takes like a quarter of a pill for her eyes. So he told her it's not a big deal, but this is just to help her, whatever, so that her eye, the muscles, whatever is going on with her. So... um, Anytime she doesn't feel good, her eyes go wacky and she thinks that it's getting worse. And I keep trying to explain to her that you get a sinus cold or Mm -hmm. you just don't feel well. Your eyes are going to reflect that. And um, it's hard for her to to grasp that, I guess, because her whole mind is just saying, well, it's just because I have this thing with my eyes, you know. So recently she was here to visit and I was trying to explain to her that I found this new frequency in her, and when I found it and how long it might take, I didn't really know exactly the time frame, but I said your eyes might feel worse than Mm -hmm. they were before they get better because sometimes that happens. Yeah. So um, she gets kind of irritated with me on this stuff. (laughs) Well, I totally totally understand that because, you know, Typically, after cataract surgery, your vision gets better, and it just keeps getting a little bit better. That's when I saw the doctor the next day, 
and it was like 2050, he said, yeah, it should, you know, I, he said, I think it's going to get even better. Well, <laughs> the next day, it's just like the vision went out in the afternoon. Oh. And <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't, you, you didn't want to be next to me on the road. I wasn't driving because the other eye is, was only seeing 2060, but it went out. And, and then you had a comparison. And your mom is probably the same way. Yeah. When she doesn't have the eye problems, you know how good the world looks. And then when you've got the problem, man, mm-hmm. it impacts everything. But that's a good reminder, too, that you can feel, be healing something else and some other physical pain, and that could be impacting the eyes as well. Yeah, because your your eyes kind of reflect how mm-hmm. you're feeling. You know, you can look in someone's eyes and you can tell if they're sad. Yeah. You, you know, there's a lot of things that you can tell from someone's eyes. And when you go to a doctor, don't they always look in your eyes? Of course. Yeah. Because they're checking to see if you're anemic. They can tell a lot mm-hmm. from your eyes. So I was trying to remind her of that and... um getting a little testy with me. <laughs> How about, do you, do you um, with all the computer work and stuff that you do, do you wear, do you even have to wear reading glasses, or are you doing oh, yeah. good so far? Yeah, reading? Oh, okay. no, I have to wear readers. Okay. And I've had my, I go and have my eyes tested yearly to make good. sure, because I don't want to have something creep up on me. But mm-hmm. um, I just recently had my eyes tested, and she told me it would be best just to continue with my readers because it, there isn't really one thing that she could give me to see better out of. So she said, just continue with your readers. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll continue with my readers. So that's what I do. Um, but I do get my eyes checked, and Steve okay. was always a big advocate of having mm-hmm. your eyes checked and tested, mm-hmm. and he always did too. Mm-hmm. So um, it's always a good thing. Yeah, like yeah. you used to say, you know, you've got to use all your, your tools. Absolutely. You know, everything that's available to you so that you can make your own decision as mm-hmm. to how you're going to self-heal whatever it is that you're doing. But eyes are a big thing. And I, so my sister, it's funny because with my mom, my sisters are constantly calling me going, you're checking our eyes too, right? <laughs> you know, everybody's all like, check our you eyes. Get, you know? They get to tell your own, your own siblings that they still need to go to the eye doctor like you do, right? I know. <laughs> I know they're all and I could just be busy checking my own family. I have yeah. a family, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I can I, you know, they could keep me busy all day long with uh, all their little wants and wishes. No so, doubt. Yeah, but that's oh. okay. All right. So you guys in the office there, you have one more week. You 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 yeah. work on the twenty second, which is Thursday, and then the office will be closed and reopen on January. 3rd, Tuesday, January 3rd, correct? That's, that's correct. We're going to have our, our winter break mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's, and it's a um, really a nice little break for us, and it kind of makes it a mandatory time off for Evan and I. <laughs> so, good. Um, yeah, so that's always a good thing because you do need to take a, a little respite. Right. And, um, recharge your batteries and what have you. And I will be probably doing some testing over my time off because I now have um, equipment at home. See, I said that was good news, bad news. 
Yeah, it's good news, bad news. I know one facilitator sent me a note, and he said, well, there goes your weekends. <laughs> I said, well, it's easier because I usually have to come into the office every day, so now I won't have to, at least I can work from home on uh, some of those days, so I don't have to come in unless I have to update him. So um, there me, you be. Let me ask you, in case somebody's uh, looking at their renewal dates or, or at possibly – people wanting to get on the AIM program uh, before the holidays. Are you going to, is the office going to be open all day, excuse me, all day on the 22nd, Roberta? So if you get in anything you get by, say, 2 that afternoon, will get processed or do we I would try and get everything in so that um, we can, we're going to be, we've we've noticed an increase this last week. So mm-hmm. I would try and get everything in on the 21st if 21st. you really want to be on AIM before okay. the holiday break, just okay. to make sure and to ensure that we get everybody on and, and we're going to be fully staffed. Nobody's taking any time off. So, and we're eating our Wheaties. So we'll be... Um, <laughs> We'll be all strong and everything, and be able to do it. So we've got we're gonna we're all focusing on that, and we're gonna be getting everything cleared up and ready to go. Okay. So we won't be leaving anyone behind. Okay. But it would be best if you know get it in early. Mm-hmm. Kind of we're kind of like the post office, you know, yeah. your packages. Get them in early so mm-hmm. that it ensures that you do get on. Because we would hate to be down to the wire and you know run out of time. Yeah, renewals re- renewals are relatively easy if you're if you're already on the AIM program and it's just a matter of getting your form in. That's relatively easy. But if you're you know if your program's expired, you're coming back on, or uh, especially if you're new to the AIM program and the application has to be processed and your photos, that takes a little bit longer. Life force checks, et cetera. So, yeah. All right. So we'll target the twenty first then. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Well, everyone, have a wonderful holiday and um, Happy New Year. And I'd like to thank you all from all of us at EMC Squared for your participation and support of the AIM program. We couldn't do it without you. And um, we're going to have a wonderful New Year. We're going to really got some new and exciting ideas coming out. So that'll be kind of fun. So we'll be kicking off the New Year with some new stuff. Well, thank you to you and everybody at the office, and everybody have a very merry Christmas. And God, we'll be thinking about you in the in the nine nine degrees below zero weather and and worse in some parts of the country. So just yeah. take good care and stay warm. And we will stay be warm. back. We will be back with you the first week of uh, January. That will be that'll be the January fifth. We'll be back to talk with you all this with this audience. In the meantime. If you've got questions or concerns, your facilitators there, their website, the AIM Q&A section, I wanted to, to go ahead and mention that. There's a lot of good information in there, including uh, what happens to life force if somebody transitions. So that comes up <laughs> not too infrequently, um, yeah. and you, you can always check there. It's on the aimprogram.com and also on your facilitator's website. So, again, thanks, everybody, at the EMC Squared office, all our listeners, and Roberta. Bless your heart, my dear. You and Evan. Well, thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, and Stephen as well. But, um, yeah. yeah, you're doing a heck of a job there, guys. So thank you. Thank you. And you too. Thank you all right. for all your support too. Talk My to pleasure. you all soon. My joy. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye.